0: Hi everyone and welcome to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. This is the first podcast for counsellors that just don't align with the traditional approaches to business and that want to use their spiritual gifts, talents and interests to create, you guessed it, a private practice with soul. So look, leave it to me to provide you with everything you need, including strategies that you can use to increase your income, reduce your workload and of course increase inquiry and referrals to your beautiful soul-led private practice. I love it so much. If you haven't done it already, grab your journal, grab your pen and let's begin. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Private Practice with Soul podcast. So pleased to be here, Uh, but I'm all alone today. That's right, little Gabe, he is off at the hairdressers having a complete Pamper bless his little cotton socks. Um though he's not such a big fan of going and having a little groom and a haircut. Um but anyway, <laughs> that's fine. And I have just come back from I took Mum for a drive down to Sorrento and um we went to a little grocery there. It's a really nice little grocery. We like to get some lunch and and um I grabbed that lunch from that grocery and then I drove her just down the road to Sorrento Back Beach and it's really such a beautiful spot there. It's a place we love to go. We go there two or three times a week and just, you know, reconnect with each other. It's that mother-daughter relationship. But it's like, well, quality time because we're not distracted by things or rather I'm not distracted by my phone because I'm driving. (laughs) I'm not distracted by a computer because I don't have it with me. So anyway, I've just come back Feeling really good. Um, also, lovely to see more sales come through when I'm totally disconnected from the business, um, and I'm referring to my Etsy store. So, just to be completely transparent with you, because I know so many of you are watching the Etsy journey and asking me what I'm doing. So, let me um, just bring up. Oh, just let me bring up very quickly my Etsy dashboard so I can give you the latest. So, this is week five of my etsy store and i can see it's been viewed 2648 times um of that 1139 people have actually clicked on my store which is pretty good um And my orders, I've had um, 21 orders and made 41 sales. And my running total for the five weeks is um, US $333, which is an auspicious number, isn't it? 333. I'm just going to jump on Google and convert that to Australian dollars. Um, Convert 333 USD to AUD. That's $536.75 for five weeks. So that's great. And what I'm really loving about it too is um, I got another milestone badge from them today that said congratulations on 40 sales. Um, So, uh, you know, I got my little dopamine hit. (laughs) But the thing that I'm really, really loving about it is you might remember I was talking to you about um, having an intention of reducing my one-to-one work and uh increasing income from passive streams so this isn't entirely passive uh, I do have to create things but once they're created and they're up and going um they can just stay there for life so my goal is to get a thousand products up by the end of the year I'm at 62. <laughs> but you know me um i am very much in my um core essence masculine um so i love a challenge i love a goal and uh let's just see if i can get there (laughs) it's going to require a lot of work but the other thing that i've noticed just interesting um is my shop is all for, you know, private practice, counselling, therapy, stuff like that. And it's not – I don't sell worksheets and for, you know, for client use or anything or intake forms. It's nothing like that. It's more about your marketing and planning. Um, so I love creating journals and planners and there's affirmation cards and things like that in there. Um, but what was I going to say? doesn't matter. There we go again. I lost my train of thought. Um Oh, yeah, I just know that over time it's just going to do its thing and it will just really take off. So I know I'm just planting seeds at the moment. I think this time next year, let's have a conversation and see where it all is. Um, some people have been saying, oh, that's what I was going to say. Um, what I've noticed too is um, I'm not advertising the stuff on the Etsy store just, in, you know, as we're on the topic of marketing. Um, what I am doing is sharing items as they get published on the Etsy store, I just share them over. So in um, the dashboard on Etsy, there's a little thing called marketing and you can share your latest listings to like your Facebook or Pinterest. So I do do that, but I'm not running any paid ads or anything like that. And anyway, what I've noticed is because it's connected to my business page, um, my business page is getting more engagement for my Etsy things um, and my videos than anything else. So That's really interesting. And a couple of people have put in requests for things in the Etsy shop. So yesterday, a lady really liked my um, self-care journal. I think I've I've called it like reconnect your authentic self or something like that. Um, That's actually been my biggest seller. I think I've had five sales (laughs) of my 41. So that's a lot. Um, It's been a popular um, product. But anyway, she said, or oh, can I do one for, um, I think she said mums and daughters or teenage girls or something. So I said to her that I can do that and I asked her for some more stuff that she wants on it. So she's given me her suggestions and this weekend I'll be making a journal that teenage daughters and teenage girls can use. So at the request of you know, people who are following the shop on the business page. So it's actually turning out really, really well like that. The other thing that I've noticed is, um, yeah, more inquiries coming through the business since I've had the Etsy store. Um, So I don't know if it's because I also started redoing my videos at the same time. So I'm just thinking out loud here because I want to help you get inquiries too. So I don't know if it's because I had the store or if it's because I'm doing my videos or maybe it's a combination of both. And lastly, just on the Etsy thing, um, yeah, someone was uh, saying to me during the week that she wanted to uh, sell something on Etsy and I sort of said to her, why do you want to sell it on Etsy? And she said, because that's where you're selling stuff. (laughs) So we had to have a bit of conversation around, well, you know what, Um, It really depends on where your audience is and what you're selling. Like there has to be a match there and, you know, given what you want to sell, Etsy may not be the best place for it. Like it's not going to get in front of the audience you really want and you could get more sales for it if you put it in this other place instead. So yeah, I understand that when you see someone and you think they must be doing well, like I don't necessarily think, you know, what was it, about $100 a week. Um, is like amazing but I think it's a great start but when you see other people doing stuff sometimes you think oh I want to do that too I want to do that too but what I can tell you is I've been there <laughs> Um, I've seen plenty of people do stuff and I've thought, I want to do that too, I want to do that too, only for it to collapse around me um, because it just wasn't right for my audience. So, And it wasn't right for me. Like It turned out that I just wasn't that kind of person that really loved to do webinars or whatever it was at the time. So if you're inspired, that's amazing. But instead of maybe opening your own Etsy store, if that's not aligned with your audience, um, what I'd suggest is, go back to your marketing stuff and have a look at where your audience really is and do you know what if your audience is on social great market on your social if it's email or website focus on that space the only reason I started an Etsy store was for passive income um, and I just extended the current offerings that I had so as you know I've got the memberships um, and I know the things that are included in the membership are very popular because I can see when they get downloaded and who downloads them and how often they're getting used. So based on my understanding and analysis of what my audience like and want, it made sense to me to move in the direction of Etsy. So that's the story behind the store. (laughs) Um, And the other thing too, I'm really excited to talk with you about today is to um, really dive a little bit more deeply into the masculine and the feminine because there are a number of people that were very intrigued by that who are new to the podcast and new to my world. um, And, you know, this is new for them. And so I thought, yep, great. It's probably about time we had a little bit of a brush up (laughs) on the masculine and feminine. So let me move into that right now for you. Um, Just before we begin, just so that you know, everybody has masculine and feminine energy. It's also called yin and yang energy and it has many other names. Um, But anyway, and when you start learning about this, you're going to perhaps be really really interested and want to learn more and if sorry if that's you then um, reach out and let me know because i would be happy to give you some pointers or you know step you in the right direction for you. So first of all um, what I would love for you to understand is there are four types if you like of energy and you can think of this in terms of you know Jungian work especially around the concept of archetypes these are not new though they have been around for many 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 years Um, we're just applying them to your private practice now so this is the framework that I use when I'm running my groups and when I'm working with People in supervision, when I'm working with them in coaching and mentoring, I do everything through this lens of the masculine and the feminine. It's something I stand for. It's something that I believe in very, very strongly. Um, It's not for everybody, and that's totally fine. Um, But the reason that I employ it is because I live it. Um, I apply it to myself, and it was when I first began applying This framework of the masculine and the feminine to my private practice that I really started to feel myself open. I really started to feel myself um, feel very easy, feel a sense of ease. Uh, I had purpose without fear and I felt very grounded, but also very connected. And as a result of that, have been able to take action in my business that I would not have been able to take before, because I was very afraid. I was very afraid of getting it wrong, um, you know, making mistakes, um, not having things work out for me. So I've got this lived experience with the masculine and the feminine, and it is so important to me that I now apply it to private practice and teaching people how to balance their energy uh, in private practice has led to some amazing results. And you're going to hear some case studies uh, in coming episodes that highlight how working within this framework that I've created um, can lead to results and results not just in terms of the tangible things like more inquiries or more turnover um, or more impact or, you know, Helping more people, but also um, the intangible things like confidence, like well being, like self worth. Uh, you know, imposter syndrome doesn't exist anymore once you learn this framework and you start to apply it. Um, everything just moves from being very restricted or restrictive to being very open and very expansive. So anyway, today I just want to give you a little bit of a rundown of the different types. So there's two distinct areas of Of course, we have masculine and feminine, but within those we have what's called sacred or divine. You might hear it called as well. Feminine and sacred or divine masculine and then we have what's called the wounded or the shadow feminine and the wounded or the shadow masculine so let me explain to you a little bit about what each of these is and they're all very important Um, they all have a role to play. You're not always one or always the other. You will have a core essence. So my core essence is masculine. Um, And when we go over the different, uh, descriptors today um, you'll be able to identify mostly with one but then you can break it down even further and you can say well look when it comes to working with clients I'm mostly in my sacred feminine or when I'm doing my finances I'm mostly in my you know sacred masculine um, when I'm doing my marketing I am maybe in my wounded feminine so there can be energy associated with tasks that you do as well but the point of this episode today is to give you an introduction into what it is and for those of you who already have an understanding of what it is this will be um, a really great refresher and who knows maybe you're going to hear something that um, is new to you and hopefully experience some expansion for yourself and then I'll talk with you a little bit about what to do with this new awareness uh, moving forward. So um, let's begin with uh, shadow masculine or wounded masculine. So this is typically thought of in terms of, you know, six or seven-year-old child. It's, um, you know, the temper tantrums (laughs) destroying everything in their path. Um, It's really thinking about, um, you know, being forceful being brutal um being stubborn being cowardly um, feeling easily threatened um feeling very headstrong disconnected um very caught up in their head everything's happening from head and nothing's happening really from the neck down so there's this um disconnection if you like from feeling there's like um compartmentalization there it can feel sometimes a little bit cruel um you know doing things to themselves to the business i'm going to talk about it in the context of private practice but doing things to themselves doing things to the business um that are really out of alignment with the values because they're coming from ego um but not the healthy ego kind of um egotistical if you like um almost uh, arrogance um (coughs) sorry so this can look like maybe you're a supervisor in your private practice that's one of the things that you do and maybe you know you might seem a little bit arrogant or disconnected to your supervisees um maybe you might feel very easily threatened. So, for example, you're in private practice and somebody says, I want a copy of my notes or somebody says, um, you know, I think I want to leave the practice or something like that. It, it can be triggering. So there's this sense of people out to get you maybe or feeling like you're about to be attacked, things like that. Um, it can be very ruthless sometimes and in That sense in private practice, it can be uncompromising. So this can look like maybe we've got policies or maybe we've got boundaries and we want to stick to them. But we all know that sometimes there will be exceptions to the rule. But a ruthless, when we're in that um, wounded masculine, we become very, very ruthless, almost cold, almost uncaring. Um, And we become very preoccupied with what we want, um, you know, what's important to us and very, very forceful. And when you're in, you know, maybe a therapy session, maybe that forcefulness is experienced in terms of, you know, being almost a broken record in a session with a client and saying, but don't you think you should do that? Or don't you think you should do Why aren't you doing that? Why aren't you doing that? Do you know what I mean? Like trying really hard to get your point across. Um, when we're in this state of energy, sometimes we really, truly, honestly believe that the end justifies the means. Um, and yeah, we can see ourselves perhaps as being, very, very separate. So do you remember those four levels of consciousness uh, in private practice that we were talking about before where we had um, to me, by me, through me, and as me levels of consciousness and that as me was where we're all connected? Well, this is kind of the opposite. The shadow masculine, the wounded masculine sees themselves as very, very separate. And sometimes this can come off as um, feeling like you're above others, right? feeling like you're above others so they're just some of the ways that you know that wounded masculine can show up um, it can also show up in terms of really unhealthy competition um, burnout you know a bit burnout because you're pushing 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 like almost punishing yourself if that makes sense The next level or the parallel level of energy here is the wounded or the shadow feminine. Now, this is typically characterized by, um, you know, a feeling as if we're a martyr. You know, that we do everything, nobody fills our cup for us. We give so much and we don't take anything for ourselves. And we kind of want people around us to know it and to be aware of it. It's very much a victim mentality. We put our hands up to do things and to take on more work and then we'll go away and complain about how much work we've got to do. Um, so this can absolutely be one of the um, easiest things to spot when it comes to identifying shadow feminine and wounded feminine um it could be very um much in the people pleaser role wanting to be like the good person um the one who does all of the right things um coloring within the lines and this can mean sometimes compromising our values which can then make us feel resentful even though we know we've um, pleased our client or we've pleased our supervisor or something like that we feel like this. This, um inherent re- re- resentment we feel like um you know we can't stand for anything um because we're perhaps not a great word but maybe we're very vulnerable maybe we're thinking that something bad's going to happen like we don't want when we're in this space we do not want to be seen and heard um this can also um manifest in terms of feeling really really insecure um and you know comparing ourselves to others and i think in private practice especially we see this happen um when we're looking at social media and we're looking at what everybody else is doing especially you have to remember that a lot of the people we look at on social media don't be open and they don't be honest, you know. Um, And so what we're seeing is we're seeing people through filters or we're seeing people through, um, you know, just their wins and just their highs. We're not actually seeing the reality of what's happening behind the scenes. Um, And so because we don't know, well, like, for example, you know, a moment ago I shared with you, um, the information from my Etsy dashboard. I said it's been five weeks. We've had this many visits, this many, um, you know, oh, what, did, what was your lunch sales? Um, this many views, all of that sort of stuff. Like I told you, all of that. But um, so you know exactly where I'm at on my journey five weeks in. But there are plenty of people out there on social media who don't give you that information. Like maybe they're running a private practice, and maybe they're also private practice coaches, but they're only trying to give you how-to information and they're not actually showing you the reality of um, their books and what's going on behind the scenes. So um, when we get in that state of comparison what can happen is it feeds this sense of um, insecurity. It feeds the low self-esteem. It feeds the martyrdom. It feeds this feeling of resentment. It can feed depression um, and it can feed codependence because we just don't feel safe enough or strong enough to stand on our own two feet. And also kind of like in the shadow masculine, we can become overly sensitive, you know, and um, mishearing things, misinterpreting things, misunderstanding things, um, feeling very bitter about things, maybe even angry. Um, yeah, and again, maybe one of the ways we try and compensate for this is by doing more and giving more to everybody else. And what happens is we stop filling our own cup, Yep. So in the Wounded Masculine, um that energy is putting themselves ahead of everybody else. But in the wounded feminine, they're putting everybody else before ourselves. So we're going to move now into what the um, sacred and divine energies look like so that you can understand them as well. So a healthy masculine energy in private practice is courageous. They take risks. So if you're not taking risks yet in your private practice, so that risk could be making a start. It might be choosing your name. It might be um, getting your insurance. It might be hiring your first supervisor or coach or something like that. If you're not taking risks, it might be something to have a look at. You know, Um, uh, the healthy... um, sacred masculine here really 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 is so supportive and is characterized by their presence they're very present they're very in the moment um very proactive loves to be planning so in private practice um if you've gone ahead and bought a yearly planner or a 90 day planner or you've got a you're tracking things right this is what i'm saying like i'm i definitely am <laughs> A masculine energy person um, so for me I'm tracking everything um, it's also about allowing the feminine energy to have her voice and to have her say to be seen and heard but it's also allowing yourself to be supported by the feminine so a lot of the time and this is where I sometimes have trouble because I love to I'm so in my masculine I really love to be alone i really love peace and quiet Um, i fill my cup by being alone i fill my cup with peace and quiet um And I have to work hard to allow myself to be supported. Um, And that's why it's even still hard now when people will say nice things to me on social media. Um, My instant reaction is to dismiss it and shut it down. And so I have to really be very intentional in terms of allowing Uh, myself to be supported by nice comments and and by nice messages and things like that it's not something that's ever come very easily to me so i in that respect i sit very much in the wounded it's something i'm working on at the moment um the other things uh here is that it's very protective energy um and a very supportive energy so perfect for private practice um perfect for private practice especially when it's integrated with a really healthy sacred feminine energy because that support comes through at almost every touch point of the business right through from the website to that first inquiry call to the first email that goes out to welcoming that client or welcoming the supervisee you know into the practice or your next contractor or team member this is an energy of um, providing and abundance. So when it comes to providing in private practice, that's providing your clients, providing your team with the things that they need in order for them to thrive, right? Flourishing is feminine, but thriving is masculine. Um, it's a energy of confidence and power, passion, feeling very energized um, in terms of ruling planets it's um, the sun that influences this energy here whereas it's the moon that influences the feminine so the sun is about forward planning forward moving action um, if the sacred feminine and the sacred masculine both went on a walk the sacred feminine would be walking around touching everything touching the roses touching the thorns um, letting the sun touch her on the skin she'd be um, touching the water in the creek um, she'd be sniffing the roses it will be like this you know very sensory experience when a healthy masculine goes for a walk this energy is striding it out <laughs> this energy has a destination it wants to go somewhere it wants to it wants to feel like it's achieved so it's going to Move forward, move fast, have a goal, have a direction, feel accomplished at the end. So they both go outside for a walk, but they're two different energies of the walk, if that makes sense. And no energy is better than another. At the end of the day, it's about understanding where your energy sits. And um, if it's in any of the um, shadow spaces, looking at how you can honor the shadow process uh the shadow and it's through doing that deeper inner work that you will then start to um just very naturally and very organically um move into the sacred space for the masculine the feminine energy and start to see big shifts in your business. So the sacred masculine is all about in when it comes to business structure and systems. Um really loves the idea of automation, um, really loves the idea of um, You know, doing anything that's going to create time freedom in the practice, for example, or financial freedom in the practice, Um, loves to have everything in black and white, yep, Feel, feels very empowered, um, is also aware of how they're feeling at the time, but they don't let their emotions run the practice. Um, they don't make emotional decisions. So maybe they get a not very nice email from a client or something like that. They're not going to respond in an emotional way. They're going to pause, reflect, reflect, come back to it in accordance with their policies and procedures do you know what i mean like they just lean into those because they've already built them up that's what they're there for and so they're going to lean into the structures okay and the sacred masculine has a really healthy respect for the feminine you know for everything that the feminine brings to the practice so now looking at the sacred feminine um i think you know there are so many qualities of the sacred feminine that so many of us in um, private practice and in counseling especially naturally embody and they're things like compassion understanding um creativity Uh, an ability to connect an ability to help others to heal very inclusive um fills up her own cup right so the feminine is about um how can i fill my cup what what do i need so it's about um nourishing and and fulfillment whereas the masculine is about emptying so the masculine will want to recharge through alone time exercise shifting energy um, exertion things like that Um, meditation but the feminine wants to fill up by having delicious food lovely experience sensory things um browsing in the shops you know uh, feminine will go into the shops and just want to browse not have anything particular in mind she wants or needs to get but she just wants to go there to browse look touch the clothes pick up the jewelry or all, all of that sort of stuff the masculine says right i need three white t-shirts three black ones i'm just going to go in come out and i'm done um that's the difference the feminine fills her cup by eating different things by having variety the masculine could eat the same thing day in day out and not be bothered by it in fact it makes that life simple because um, it's predictable it's planned and it's organized (laughs) Um, so think about how this might be playing out for you in your private practice the other thing too is when you're in your healthy feminine you're able to be supported you don't see support from other people as criticism or them tearing you down or them undermining you you see it for what it is it's somebody's highest intention to help you and you allow yourself to be helped you know your power so you're not feeling um vulnerable in a way that's disempowering you're able to tap into your vulnerability in a way that it's really needed in the private practice so you can build those connections um again this is also a passionate energy but in a different way it's sort of dialed down when it's compared to the masculine but the thing about the feminine is Mm -hmm. it really is able to um connect with The sorry, I've just had a message come up about payment that I haven't made and now I'm thinking about all the optus drama. (laughs) I'm distracted. Um, what was I gonna say? Very inclusive, truth seeker, fiercely protective of um everything around her. Um, and doing it having having this level of protection because it's the mother it's a sacred mother it's a very um, matriarchal energy it's connected with the mother earth Um, it's connected with water Um, but it's also um, very protective in a in a loving way okay Um, and we were talking before about the sun and the moon well here we have intuition and other things that come from working with the energy of the moon so when we're operating in this sacred feminine space not only are we um, receiving intuition and working with that um, we're also connecting with the rhythm of nature Um, and it's in this space too that we really are receiving so you'll remember that the masculine energy is very forward moving and it's about providing but the sacred feminine is really about receiving Um, the sacred feminine is flow um, and the sacred masculine is ebb right so ebb is like pulling back so that we can get the results that we need so in private practice that mean that might mean pulling back on some of the things you're investing in it might mean pulling back on some of the courses it might be pulling back on some of the areas that you want to deliver services in Um, Whereas the flow of the feminine is about expansion. How can I be more? Um, The masculine is very much um, action-oriented. It's a doing energy. But the sacred feminine is a receiving energy and it's a being energy. So in business, this looks like who do I need to be today in order to receive this outcome that I really want in my private practice? Okay, Um, and one of the beautiful things about when you can harmonize the masculine and the feminine sacred energies, it really is so powerful because then without even realizing it, um, you unlock another layer of abundance in the business, whether that's um, inquiries for you or turnover or. Team members or experiences or opportunities or whatever it is, more just seems to come to you without you actually doing more. And that's something else that I wanted to just touch on too. I know so many of you um, love your businesses so much and you're working in them so much and you're doing all of the things and not seeing results. If that's you um, or you're not seeing the, the quantity or the quality of the results, I would say it's possible that you could be just a little bit, um, you know, stuck in that masculine or maybe even stuck in the wounded masculine Uh, and the way through that is going to be by allowing yourself to focus less on what you're doing so do less and be differently okay so it's time to perhaps focus on the being so again this is all stuff that I really love um, working on and as I said it's the framework that I use for not just my private practice but the other streams of revenue that I have for my business as well and I believe in it so much and I see that it works and that's why I love to do it so I hope that you love learning about the masculine and the feminine energies too um, and And if you ever want to have a chat about it or if you're interested in working with somebody that understands um, the role of both of these energies um, can help you identify where you sit and can help you make a little bit of a roadmap or a little bit of a plan moving forward, give you some tools and some strategies so that you can unlock the abundance that is already divinely yours in your solo private practice, um, please contact me. Just send me a little message at the private practice coach on Instagram or on Facebook in one of our groups. Okay. Remember, I don't do email anymore. So if you've sent me an email, please know it has not been read. Um, Do contact me on Messenger. Thank you so, 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 so much. I hope that this was um, a helpful video for those of you who are brand new to my world um, and who were interested in learning more about the masculine, and the feminine energy approaches that I take to helping you build a successful private practice. Have a beautiful, beautiful Saturday and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. I hope that you loved this episode as much as I loved putting it together for you. To get more resources to help you in your private practice, head over to Instagram. My handle is at the private practice coach. And also, if you want more inquiries and referrals for your business, let me know. I have a program called Clients on Demand that opens every quarter, and I can absolutely get you some information for that as well. You are doing an amazing job. Thank you for sharing your gift with the world. Bye.